Well, until the police get here, do you wanna do you wanna talk yeah, Gundam? Let's, let's talk Gundam, and <laughs> until I don't know what the resolve is gonna be for my treason. We just exile. What's the meanest thing that happened to you in Chicago? Um, and then we'll start. And then we'll start. so. In a lot of cases, I there's argument that I was the initial, uh? You had the Chicago meanness? Don't act surprised. <laughs> One time, we, we yelled at a bicyclist to get off the fucking street. Stickhead decided to try to chase us. Oh, it escalated. Yeah, and try to grab onto my mirror. Damn, it turned into like a Tony Hawk A, a little bit, yeah. The other one is me flicking off another driver, and they try to chase me down. It's so it's so weird when that happens. It's like, weird. It's, like, just, don't you have somewhere to be? Like, yeah, like just just take the fuck you and go about your business. Yeah, just a nice friendly fuck you. Like honestly, like some of that meanness is like a little bit of a release it's, valve. It's, it's in passing too. Like you said, everyone's so busy doing their their own stuff. Like you know, if someone had uh had gone up to me and like tried to grab onto my mirror, I'd be like. I say to them like, uh, "Hey, pal, buzz <laughs> off." So like, I can be pretty mean too. I can be like, "Hey, beat it." So the good thing I wasn't there. It was it was just funny in retrospect because we we just drove, we just drove away. <laughs> like, what do you, you have a car yet? You 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 outrank them. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, I guess this is a concern too, though, because I I don't I don't want to want to mess up a bicyclist. Oh yeah. Yeah, they have the they have the moral. They got the moral blackmail on you. Yeah, they have the high horse. <laughs> oh, you got the horsepower. They got the high horse. This is the this is the American like uh, uh like an American imagined dystopia, and it's like ah uh, the tyranny of the evil cyclists hiking up the road to get in front of you, and they don't go that fast. <laughs> cars, cars are evil though. Straight up, like we dedicate a. <laughs> Disgusting amount of space. Uh, speaking of machines that take up a lot of space, uh, speaking of space, there we go. Uh, <laughs> you ever heard of uh, Mobile Suit Gun? Oh, she already lost it. Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta Zeta. Zeta Zeta. Heard of Zeta before? Oh, it's a it's a new one. This Gundam is made out of. It's like the same, but it's more things. More thi- like more pieces yeah you would not believe all the moving parts oh you know what i've been thinking about this okay let's let's get started <laughs> it's gonna be a, be a hell to uh, to edit um i've been holding on to this since since mobile suit gundam 79 okay shoot but i imagine that at white base or at the argama they just have an entire floor dedicated to spare Gundam arms and legs and chest plates, swords and guns. Like how much? How many times do they have to lose their, like, an integral part of the machine? Before it's like, oh, we're, we're out of leg. <laughs> we're out. Oh, we're I mean, <laughs> legs and stack. Sorry. I expected. You know, it's a war. Of course, we understand. But like, we didn't budget for more than six extra legs. So b- before I would have said, okay, that that's like a crazy point that like impacts the realism i think zeta 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 um answers that question though got um 
we've got Child Labor who take the remnants of old colonies and old mobile suits. That's true. Or it's repurposing. Right, the aftermarket is is booming. Like, there's enough Gundam parts lying around that, like, anyone can make their own Gundam if they just, like, <laughs> junk around long enough. In fact, there's, I think there's some junkers that, that have. It's, <laughs> that guy's so fun. I, I love the vibe. All right, do you want to get started talking about Zeta Zeta Gundam? Let's really diving in. Listeners, this is a doozy. This is a journey. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, let's let's go deep into it. What was the guy's name again? He was so early on. Let me look. I'm on the, I'm on the wiki right now. Is it is it Bajak? Yeah, game on, game on Bajak. I love all oh, the names. Uh, I was so thrilled when I found Mar- that. Marsha Marsha Marshmallow or whatever. <laughs> Ma- Mashing Ray, which about like all these characters. I don't know where I was reading like, while like preparing to like even do this entire series. You know, I was looking at you know, like a rundown of what all the shows were. And like, I can't believe people called like, like some lists are like listed as like divisive or something. But I, Zeta Zeta, like is, it's really good. Like even when it's goofy, it's, it's funny. Like it lands. Yeah. Oh, for for sure. I, I laughed out loud. Um, I, I don't know. What's, yeah, what's, Mashing what's, Ray, what's, like uh, all, every time he has a flashback. What's the critique? Like, oh, it's, as dark or something like i don't yeah i don't know for me like some of that goofiness even works towards that realism because a lot a lot of those previously competent um villains are and heroes are now better hospitalized right imagine how horrible it is to be um bright He's lieutenant now, right? Yeah. That's his rank. Like, you just, like, went through a harrowing war. You lost everyone that you've built bonds with over the last few years. Um, You you try to get, like, the one person who's left, the, like, the like one of two, right? There's still Fa. Um, you, you land, like, bedraggle, like, at, the, at this, like, colony, like, forgotten colony to send to send your dear friend to the hospital and within hours some punk kids come to your come to your base with throwing oranges at you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <they> just... <laughs> he brian is a masterful babysitter yeah that's like that's his true like it i, I think he's like new type right because he, he can like tell when someone's special yeah it, I, so i've they've never explicitly said oh bright noah is is a new type He's got a good eye for it. Either way, like if, if he is new type, it's all going into managing uh, teenagers with like emotion regulation problems. Yeah. And they, but I, I like that that like it sort of becomes that like by necessity. Like they could have just like let it be that he's just the the stern ish captain, the, the captain who's stern enough. Um, but they even like make a point to be like, no, this is part of his strengths. It's not that that he can, like, identify talent and know when to ease off. But he even has that um, confrontation with uh, what's his name? I'm, yeah, I'm jumping the, way the, ahead. Uh, but, uh, with the AUG guy, Bouncer. Yeah, it was I, I, it was nice that he like he stood up for for judo. Like it's a totally different like. Bright 
has been like our constant, you know, throughout this like series. And it's neat to see him evolve. Like in the original, in you know, in seventy nine, like he was talking about kicking off Amaro. And I got Judo. He's even more of a handful. Like Amaro is like a overall like a nice guy. And Judo, I guess he's he's like good, but he's you know very independent, like yeah. anti authority. All all Judo cares about is his sister and immediate, uh, interpersonal relationships, mm-hmm. which is really you know. What most of these people are fighting for, anyways, like yeah, ideology, mm-hmm. and that's what's getting to to your point about like the the lightheartedness uh, contributing to the realism or like complementing it well, like having like these these kids that are like uh that are motivated by such different things, like it lets you like I analyze like a whole different aspect of wars like why we even fight and you have like um i hope i get the names right mondo and beach beach yeah like the way their alliances shift like they're the first people that want to be on the argama and then they're the first people to get, to get, to oh, get off we're, the we're gonna die nope change course <laughs> which is like it's great like material for like comedy action tension and like yeah like, yeah, like analyzing these themes like that's like one of the best parts of of the moon moon arc which i'm like, i don't know when you want to get to it um it is the way that they're sort of like in between things where they're sometimes helping and sometimes getting in the way depending on like what their immediate read on yeah. what benefits them is we could we can dive in, into moon moon and what what excited me about arc especially you you, see, you seem more on the fence about it yeah, like I guess like now I have a little bit more distance. I was talking about it because I was I was so on board. I loved all the antics at at Shangri La. Again, going back to that balance of like goofiness and realism and like serious themes. Yeah, this kind of place that sort of like found a way to live off of the war by even though they've mostly just you know live in a sort of like neglected, you know, like subaltern existence. Um, and then it's like there's like this sort of like you have Mashima like this goofy and they go out to space like Moon Moon is interesting. You, I don't know what got me. It just sort of like it felt so that one felt like um I guess like the opposite where like the setting of Shangri La is serious, but then like what happens is more goofy. And this felt like a like a sort of inversion where it's like a goofy premise that like feels like it's like trying to be more serious than than it ought to be. And then you have like this thing with uh I don't know like the the aesthetics. I do like the idea of like a overgrown kind of jungly uh colony that somehow like there's the one colony that has like a a chicken itza or like a Mayan pyramid across from a Stonehenge. There's there's some jarring uh aspects to it for sure. Um it it's yeah, it just yeah, it was it, it was a lot for me to to have to like buy into and then like a lot of those aesthetics like whenever you see like the um, not the, um, Sarasa and Rasara. That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of funny. But that, um, that other guy, that chief guy, he kind of like the way he's drawn. It's not like he's drawn to look like a Native American, or like Mesoamerican, like chief. He's drawn to look like if there was like a movie in which John Wayne played a Mayan chief. Like he looks like. In a drawing, he looks like a white guy. Yeah. 
in costume. It looks like John Wayne as Genghis Khan or Yeah. Um I I, I, I hear I hear some of the issues and critiques. Personally, I was super, super excited to see the, this take on um, human variety and, and how they handle themselves in space if, if allowed to. Yeah, it is cool. Like, yeah, like that note at the end, like just given some time, I have warmed up to it. That note at the end where Judo's like, this actually would be a great place to go when we're done at the Arkama. Because it's a place that was allowed to be left alone and, like, figure things out for themselves. Or, uh, which was the major, um, reason behind their, their, uh, conflict in that arc, but, um, I don't know, it it excited me for the possibilities of what Gundam can be, Mm. what visuals they can play with, and where, where it can go. Yeah. Yeah, I was excited at first when they first came in, and, like, you you kind of see the vines, uh, you kind of see the vines and everything's dark. So at first it's spooky, and then like these like kind of ninjas show up. Yeah, that's that. That was really cool. I was like, oh shit! Like they're really cooking now. They, it's true. I, and I do like the overgrown. It looks like it reminds me of um not to like not the, you know, to, I'm gonna compare it to um an anime, which is weird because this is not an anime, um but it reminds me of uh Castle in the Sky, like that, like technology and like plant life. Yeah, like coming to a new arrangement. It excites me. Maybe, maybe there will be like a Little Japan space station out there somewhere, or that's true. Now that they broke the seal on on like what kinds of things you can you can do, because that's actually yeah. You know, I'm 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 more on board now. I have had I have felt the I have felt a little bit bored by. Um, Board is, str- is a strong word, but I, I have felt a little bit um, let down in the previous Gundams that every time they go to another colony, it looks like the Alps. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very um, European styled, aren't they? Yeah, it's a like very specific flavor. Like everything has to look like like Heidi. I guess, I guess the explanation there is that if if they had if humans had the choice, that they'd be. <laughs> would choose like it's the most uh most arid most high. right right like a like a sort of a temperate climate that's like just like nice to live in like you don't want one you don't want like a type of environment that would like have hurricanes or annoying you know like annoying amounts of rain like if you're like in a rainforest setting then tundra you know half the year it's or yeah or tundra you get yeah you got desert sometimes but that's only when it's been uh, ruined to absolute yeah, ruined by chemical weapons. Be cool if there if there were survivors of one of those though, and what they did after the fact. Yeah, I'm worried. Like Zeta, I, I maybe in in future series, but like I think uh, how how far into it do you want to discuss? Like just like until they get back to Earth, maybe is a good stopping point. Because that was right around what like episode twenty three. 23 yeah i ended up watching the very next one but if we can save that for for next time yeah i i got a little bit past earth and well yeah like their first initial conflict there Mm -hmm. which is also also interesting that's a 
with that uh, boy and his with his and his father and his his sister and his sister. There must have been a writer that came on board or something like maybe like Tomino and his crew have like really matured. But like even the Moon Moon, like I, I have had I had some issues with sort of broadness of how they depict uh, I don't know like these indigenous coded people. Um, that's, totally, that's a totally fair critique too, for sure. But it's to the to the you know to, in the service of like a meditation, not a meditation, whatever, a, a dispute between like different faiths, because uh, they have like the twins, like to the twins are like a different idea of how they should interpret the sort of miracle that they've encountered, like this like new peaceful reality, like separate from conflict and technology. The technology that liberated them from it from the get go. So mm-hmm. that's the techno technic primitivism. I guess I guess the tragic part is that they, they have no understanding of how to fix it if anything goes wrong. Like yeah, they're lucky that the climate became self sustaining, but right, like but like if the only thing that they're allowed they're allowed they let themselves like uh interface with is just the like the whatever the space hatch, like the opening, things could get rough. Like what about like, what about like their uh, rotation? Like I don't know. Like what if they need? What if there's like I don't know. Like there's technology things. We can just decide that it's that it achieved an equilibrium and it'll be fine forever. Yeah, they're. they're... But they're out in space. They're very vulnerable. Yeah. I, I guess right there, just holds zero strategic weight. Yeah. So at least like they they can Man. rest easy, not being disturbed by too much uh aggression between the different political parties in this uh galactic i don't say federation but they're not federated they're not... uh it makes me excited to to see what uh people are doing out in jupiter oh that's right because that's where we only heard about paptimus skiroko being from there and as always i guess like the the norm with uh uh mobile suit book club is we're just gonna jump around whenever we're talking about anything uh but like uh, a critique that we both had of Zeta Gundam was the way that Skiroko just brainwashed Martha by like, just like grabbing yeah. her shoulders and that's it. And the scene where Haman like kind of seduces, but it's like a little deeper than that. Like the scene where she like like corners judo and like almost kisses him that felt like a much more plausible sort of new type encouragement like instead of just like them telling you okay that's how it is it dramatized it in a way it found a way to depict it that was like compelling to me it was it was was far more successful because they they were they uh they showed it it didn't just tell us, okay, this is what happened. They they actually yeah showed and us. That I guess they had the um uh the materials available, and that judo is more of a free agent than Martha. Like when we meet her, she's already part of the of the crew, and then afterwards, she gives us this backstory of how she would get into these uh rebellions, like these like uh, student groups, whatever these 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 rebel groups and like she gives like this explanation that she's never she was never really out for a cause just sort of like 
looking for a way to lash out because of her because of how unsure she is about who she is like she gives this explanation after the fact for why she might even be on the fence but judo like has already his own course so then it makes much more sense dramatically for Haman to be like but that course that you're on go you know makes sense with Zeon with people who are like yeah she had like it's more like it was set up earlier, like the dominoes were set up before instead of, uh, you know, just being given some kind of justification after the fact. I, I mean, uh, writing is far better there for sure. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking. Yeah, I, yeah. Overall, I think it is like much better writing. Like yeah, um, I don't know if I said it already. I'm like in the in the in these past in this past hour ish. I don't know if I already said like this has been my my favorite my by my. my uh, Gundam so far. There are some moments like I I like uh, Zeta. I like the way Zeta feels so righteous. I like how you get like caught up in Camille's like a uh, uh, sense of justice. In a good fight. Mm-hmm. Like that 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 moment when Emma Sheen, like it's like Emma Sheen defecting from the Titans is cool, and then when they take her to to that colony that got gassed and she's like oh my like that that's interesting but does, does it need to happen at though i don't know if there's like a high that's as big there's a moment actually when argama argama is uh equipped with a special cannon and they're gonna shoot it at at access yeah that was a real that was a compelling moment yeah actually that's a good one that's a you can see the gray, but not really. Like it just feels like they're they're doing a bad thing, and you're just like watching them do it. Like you understand why they chose that in that moment, but you're given like you're given every reason to 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 see why. Like in a, it's a little bit cartoonishly evil when you think about it to gas an entire colony of like millions of people. Not that that evil hasn't existed on Earth on its own scale, but um. Seeing Bright do something like that and understanding why he's doing it at the same time that you have had time on the surface it. to... Hmm? And also, you know, not want him to do it, but you, you see the motives there. Yeah, right, because it's... I'm not sure what they ended up accomplishing. Uh, that's on that's on me, I think, not like a... What they didn't show, and maybe it makes sense, too, that they, they just went like, I'm sure that we didn't hit too many civilians, and they kind of pieced out. It didn't look like they did much, but... Probably won't show us until later if they did a whole lot. Yeah. it's it, I'm imagining something kind of dark, where like so they shot their energy things. Like, okay, they didn't directly shooting civilians but now there's this place that has like energy deficits when they're out in space i could they don't have the they don't have the moon moon miracle to to rely on for for sustenance like moon moon miracle i, I like that that's, that's good <laughs> something a little more alliterative than i meant that can end up taking a dark direction for sure right for all we know and then it ended up just being like this sort of uh like you know like this sort of give and take where I'm not we're okay like they um neutralized Zeon's base of operations as closest to Earth maybe I was I was gonna ask I mean Nexus might be kind of interesting in that I, I mean are they the same Zeon They're definitely they're in that style like that's where Haman was living like in this like very feudal style castle it, it's. Let me see. I'm actually I'm go, I'm looking up Axis Zeon and seeing like what the how the geography breaks down. 
This was compelling about Xeon is that they're, they aren't really Abby led anymore. Yeah. I mean, clearly Haman wants that. Um, yeah, and she's still committed to the um, ideological project of a new type, you know, like this Ubermensch uh, ascendancy. Has she expressed, though, that she, she wants those, wants government over, I guess she doesn't need to. Yeah, she's just in control. But that was like, uh, I feel like that wasn't that the language she was using when she was trying to get Judo to flip? Um. Like, it wasn't, she wasn't just talking so much about his sister, but just about how he's different, right? Or... Yeah, yeah. It hasn't gone as far as, uh, Garen yet. Yeah, no, for sure. Although, <laughs> the next episode that I have left to watch is The Face of Rommel. I think that, I think that's my next one, too. Another World War II reference. Plus the, I guess that's the other thing, like, I guess the obvious thing, like, I don't, um, it kind of all speaks for itself. The obvious thing to bring up also when they shot at Axis was they used the, uh, the U.S. atomic bomb justification. Good. Like, oh, this will save so many lives in the long run. It'll, it'll save, it'll save your lives in the long run. <laughs> right, yeah, that's the... I'll save, save the white Americans. Yeah, what a bad thing. It's crazy the guy laser like that on their ship now. It's, yeah. It's like the uh, Amy Colony cannon tech. Our gamma is scary now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm waiting for the for the next uh, for the next installment of Gundam to make. AEUG, the next the next villain, yeah. Anaheim Electronics is like they're they're getting really into that arms race. I, that's a really good point that you brought up because I was thinking about the Zeta Zeta gun that like when he when on the Zeta like they shot that huge beam that comes out of his head, and it like it doesn't even hit. Was it? I, I don't remember if it was Mashing Ray at the time, or if that was already Chara's Arjardar. Oh, uh, but it doesn't even hit them directly, and it's like just melts their, like melts their mobile suit. Yeah, they're they're getting. There's some there's some <laughs> scary power there having having a corporation do that. Provide. That. Yeah, yeah. Even thinking that it's yeah, it's not even a government. Not that we can trust the state, you know, very much. It was, you know, whatever. Like Fat Boy was a a. U.S. government project. It wasn't, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I would trust uh, Sony to or Dell to develop and hold my weapons. And yeah, I guess that's closer to what we're doing now. It could be that could be a possible direction for future installments in in the Universal Century. Yeah, like the yeah the way this uh the way this series expands is is really cool. Like they can, like I don't mind them. I want them to explore as many tones as they can. Is there is there room for a avant garde surrealistic Gundam? I'd hope so. They can justify it with some new type stuff. I my expectation is that that's what A is going to be. Real? Oh shit! <laughs> Where if you, how many off are we from that? Um. Uh. Let me see here. 
Oh, we're doing Char's counterattack next. Hell yeah, I've been waiting for that one. Oh yeah. I've been waiting for Char to come back. We we didn't do it in Netflix weird. Oh, it's yeah, just weird so. that Netflix has the compilation movies and then straight Char's counterattack. Yeah, there's so much that happens in between. It looks such an odd choice. Okay, so we got some time before <laughs> turn A. Yeah, we got FN1, Victory Gundam, Suit V Gundam, Fighter G Gundam, Gundam Wing, uh, Gundam Fighter X. G. Fighter G looks like he'll be um, unique. Yeah, is is a Fighter G the one that's uh, that has the uh, Holland Gundam and the Mexico Gundam with the mustache? Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. I want to see that fish Gundam. What it do? <laughs> what it do? <laughs> what it do? <laughs> uh. Oh, did you want to talk about uh, how do you feel about the change in 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 design? Like, there's definitely like a creative shift that happened. Um, so digging it. Like, uh, I almost forgot I was watching Gundam when they had a close up on Yazan. Yazan. Oh yeah, I think I know exactly the one you're thinking of. Like an episode. When he's in Shingra and and his face is like all like these like deep shadows. Yeah, it, that was. I'm I'm so glad you brought it up. I I <laughs> to like even take a picture of it. That it's so intense and scary. Like Yazan, I, I'm sure he'll come back eventually. Um, he has a great uh, flavor in those early episodes because maybe that's what keeps it keeps some continuity going. And then he's everyone is living in their own kind of world still. Like the thing where like they're throwing oranges at at Bright, it makes perfect sense. Within like it makes perfect sense for the for the story of the kids to throw oranges at them, even though it's it's such crazy whiplash for you know for Bright as we were, where yeah but uh, uh like these kids like they're. It's sort of like an interesting thing that they're involved with the Argama, just like trying to steal their mobile suit. Um, and then there's this guy who was like one of the most dangerous pilots in the previous show, who's who's like who like really means business. Like he's like Gamon Bajak. Another instance of sort of like a a goofy kind of like comedic take on on dramatizing like a, a sort of like realistic like grounded sort of offshoot of like the. The events depicted with this kind of like junkyard king he gives like the the vibe of i don't know like your friend's dad who like definitely voted for trump like the the biggest mattress store owner in the in the county yeah, he, he played he played a lot of monopoly as a kid <laughs> right right that, that's like the only thing that gave him the feeling that he was uh that that gave him joy is a sort of this control and power. I think it's so fun. It's like, <laughs> you're so proud of having the cockpit be movable. It's like, why would you want that? It comes, it's useful. Yeah, one that, that backfired. It's <laughs> so backfired. And it was so funny. <laughs> like it was useful. One time I was like, Oh, okay. I guess, I guess there's some <laughs> good innovation there. <laughs> and then immediately it, it's, yeah, but you have that character and like Mashim Ray, I I think he's so funny. 
you mentioned his flashbacks, and I they're a joy to behold. <laughs> yeah, every time, and like the funniest part isn't just the flashback; it's when he eventually he's brought back down to earth, and I was like, "What the? What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love that they didn't overplay it too. That um, like he has that rose. Like, like that they didn't overplay oh, every he... every every time you see it though, you know, like oh yeah, that that's a rose he had uh, <laughs> waxed or crystallized. Yeah, I love when like when he explains that it was like they just sort of let it hang. He just sort of like, explains, I like I did this by the way. It just like it, it solidifies solidifies him as like this as someone who's this romantic yeah this romantic who's like holding on to like one episode yes. like holding on to like this one little bit of time that he had with her and then he's like romanticizing this past like over note like uh have you ever seen this um movie called zama zama it's uh i think argentinian it might be on amazon i'm not sure 2017 20, yeah it's not an Antonio D. Ito. I've not seen this. It's it's really good. I'd I'd highly recommend it. It's sort of like about this um, it's like at the at the end of of like Spanish uh occupation of South America, or maybe a little bit before. Like it's so this is a cool history, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but like Zama is interesting. It's not about like these great men. It's about this guy who's like in charge of like a kind of backwater in the Spanish empire in South America. He like, uh, he's like sort of like, um, like neglecting this area, not really taking care of it. He's just sort of, it's sort of about how he means nothing. Like he's the, the ass end forgotten head of an empire in decline at, in a region that no one cares about in the first place. Oh, so this is like, uh, Marche then? Yeah, a little, a little bit. There's a scene where, yeah, yeah, that's what, I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like kind of like mushroom room, but like mush. Um, in Zama, he's like kind of depressed. He wants to be transferred to one of the more exciting parts of the empire, one of the more metropolitan, Europeanish parts of South America. Um, the mushroom room, he's like, well, this is my duty. <laughs> I should do it for Haman. It, it's so funny when like his. Like his fantasies and his uh, like the way he romanticizes his post, like doesn't ever truly match up with reality. Well, the same oh. at the same time, he's still like he serves the villain part well enough. Yeah, and well, the, I mean, the funny part is that he playing the villain part here, chasing after Argama. He is totally failing at his post. Yeah, <laughs> right. It, over and over, it's it's something that um, going back to. Going back to like another criticism we had of the earlier seasons of of Gundam, maybe like more like seventy nine, like Char failed in the sh- in the movies at least that we watched. Like he failed just enough times with Amuro that I was like a little bit silly. Like how can? <laughs> yeah, he was he was very Team Rocket. Yeah, <laughs> right. And like they leaned into it with Machine Ray. It was like some guy who isn't really even taken seriously by Zeon all that much. What he's their he's their marketing specialist more or less. He's he's like their PR guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like at, at least like Haman sees that he can establish a footfall a foothold at Shangri La. 
Oh, I thought of a quote actually. Uh, <laughs> watching Zeta Gundam, Zeta Zeta Gundam. Uh, I meant to do it earlier, but this is like the show. This is the show where where you see history repeat itself as a farce. Although I'm afraid, I'm afraid we might have. You know, I'm afraid the first leg is gonna be more comedic than the second leg. Yeah, we'll we'll see. See where they where they take it. I'm looking forward to it at least. Yeah, I'm gonna. What's uh, the quick run through? So first they're at Shangri La, and that's a couple of people on there get on the Argama. They there's some betrayal. Man, that's that's crazy. They're such they have such big hearts, but that's crazy out there. They're so forgiving to be chined. Mon Mondo? Should I for Yeah, Beach and, and Mondo. uh Mondo okay. are forgiving to them, aren't yeah. they? Surpri surprisingly <laughs> so. They're not so forgiving to the uh crybaby spy. Yeah. Taurus was so oh because Cynthia, was that her name? Cynthia or oh. Cecilia? Cecilia, okay. that's it. Crybaby Cynthia. Yeah. That was interesting too, episode two. By the way, I was so happy when they got to Granada, when they got to the moon, and we hear the. They, they were playing that song, the. Uh... Now that's a song. Oh, that song's so good. I need to get it on, on vinyl. I need to. I need just to have that playing all the time. I need to wake up to that. You play it sometimes. Yeah, still? The morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good song. I'm, uh, great discovery. It's, it's, it's really catchy. It's really catchy for sure. Yeah, so it's it's really cool returning there, which is like I feel like when they went when they, when they were at Granada too and Zeta was like kind of a high point. Like they found a way to, uh, to find a good balance like with how like strong we were talking about like how strong the Argama was and how strong the double Zeta Gundam is, but they still find uh, tension in that. They find like all these excuses to have conflicts happen outside of the mobile suits, and sometimes the the like the driving drama is sort of like, can they get to their mobile suit in time? Yes, and you know you get to have all this stuff where like someone gets off one of the core boosters and then someone else gets on, and like as I really <laughs> was, I have a critique in in uh, Zeta's Gundam design. Coolest badass, and I, I love this modular, and and it's it's big because of that. Mm -hmm. Strategically, kind of bad <laughs> yeah. idea. Right, things that you really need to line up, and like once you're aware that that's how it works, then why wouldn't you just focus on like okay, just keep keep the pressure on them? Yes, yeah, so like that was one of the best part of Zeta was because they were it was like an undercover thing, and they one upped it again. Like the Cynthia stuff was was really neat. It wasn't just like this person that Camille meets for the first time, but it's like somewhat, you know, it's, we're told for the first time, but at least like you get the idea across, like Taurus is from there and he knows Cecilia from way back. And she's kind of put, it's like a combination of, of that spy story with, with the other spy story in 79 Gundam where Kai brought that woman in. Uh, but it was an interesting bit of pathos, like, They've been going on in the previous episodes about. Sorry that I'm jumping around a lot. I'm, it's <laughs> all good. It's all good. Um, this is a bit of a bit of pathos, like when when they keep talking about like what does it mean to act selfishly, you know, in the context of like you know why are you fighting, like why are you devoting yourself to a cause? It's interesting. 
or like crybaby Cecilia, like it's interesting that she's like acting, you know, selfishly. So yeah, I guess like, she is selling out the Argama and like this like cause to to this imperial force. Um, for her reasons. For least. her reason. And it's interesting that it's like it's selfish, but it's not exactly for her own sake. Also, the way they just give like little hints at like the tension, like whether I guess they they have that thing where the dad has a bottle with. I don't think it's exactly this, but it you know might as well just be a bottle with three X's on it, saying like, "Oh, he's an alcoholic." Uh, right. Like she's doing everything for her family, but she sees her family as a kind of burden. So she's like. Not doing it out of, like, a love for her family, but a sort of, like, you know, a, an insecurity or a feeling of, like, being unloved or hated. Like She is she is trying to free herself. Yeah. If, if her family is in a better spot, she, she doesn't have to be doing what she's doing anymore. And then, like, they're so sad. Like, when she, like, goes to redeem herself, like, she blows herself up. Which, by the way, they shouldn't have... Why do they give her... Why go and have to give her a bomb... That's on, that's. I'm glad it backfired. <laughs> uh, but when she goes to redeem herself to like by you know blowing herself up and with that like with it blowing up uh the Zeon ship, then Judo I think to some degree rightly is like how could you do something so selfish? So even when she's like trying to redeem herself, it's still like it still ends up like not looking good for her and i was it's it's just all around for yeah because i was thinking like until judo said that i was afraid that the show was saying was being you know like the classic tomino and women not meshing well i was afraid they're doing a thing where her growth came because a man yelled at her but it was more like a man yelled at her and that triggered her insecurities in it, you know, to, to, to be, uh, motivated differently, to be like pushed towards a different goal. Change course <laughs> a little bit. Right. So the whole time when she was crying, like, Oh, Taurus hates me. I forgot what she was saying. Exactly. I mean, she was like crying something like that over and over again. When she was like on the, uh, on the mobile suit, on the Xeon mobile suit. I thought at first, and I thought at first it was, um, just like a non-flattering version of, well, she's redeeming herself, but it's you just understand it as like this really sad person, uh, motivated to take a really sad action. No, it, it it was. This is where it felt like sad and tragic, like what some, what fans are into, or what what feel Gundam is about. Yeah. I was looking at the uh, um, and <laughs> as I was looking at the uh, uh, description of Zeta Zeta Gundam. I guess that's what I call it. Um, and it said it was uh, it it takes place during the events of the first Neo Zeon War. These people can't catch a break. There's going to be another Neo Zeon War right around the corner. There sure is. <laughs> so what's your mm-hmm. opinion on uh, Play? On who? Play? Play. Play. Uh, the cyber new type. Oh, is she a cyber new type? 
I she she kind of comes across to me as one. I don't know. She kind of teeters towards that end. Right with the um with that uh brainwashing sequence, which by the way another improvement. That's another example of what we were talking about with Haman's attempted seduction of Judo. How it dramatizes and shows you how that might go about. It was really cool to see what it's like to like experience that brainwashing. Right, because in, in a worst case, they didn't really show us that. They, they just told us, like, oh, yeah, they, they uh, drugged her up and stuck her into this machine. Yeah. Um, so, I yeah, I guess my main feeling is that play... Well, one, that they made her, like, just be a kid made the childish behavior, you know, feel better to me than when it was Rosa me or for it felt like a like a more understandable reason why they would be that way i didn't like there was i guess there was one moment where it felt like maybe it was a little bit too close to the character being a little sexualized i think when she wanted to when they were eating ice cream together and she wanted to sit on his lap and then kiss him and then she licked his face when I say it all in a row, it's like it sounds more heavy, more disgusting than than it ended up what being. It, what it was, but oh, it it, do, it does teeter that a little bit. And like that's like not far from the episodes where, uh, Blemmy, I got that first try. I was gonna say Charjun here. Um, the scene where Blemmy uh like sees Reina's uh underwear. Yeah, but after like besides those two scenes, they do stick to them just being kids. I feel, and yeah, like sticking going back to play. Like, I guess we were talking about. Um, yeah, I liked her. I liked the relationship she had with her um, with the Cubile. Like her introduction was really cool when that Cubile shows up. It, it like that was a really cool thing because that's such an identifiable like iconic design. I immediately went, oh shit, and. Like, those bits are so scary. But it's interesting how they fail sometimes. And it's because, like, you have a kid fighting a war using a machine that depends on... That, that, that functions through... That psychomu like, technology. Yeah. I, it adds... It, it lets there be a very natural kind of dramatization, too, with her anti... Her deep brainwashing, her deprogramming, where, like, it would stop working when she would recognize judo as her friend i think that happened a couple of times but then they were like they were like get back in power you have like the emotional threat like the sort of like immediate conflict of suddenly she doesn't see judo as as the friend like she had fun playing with and also uh, her scary gundam her her scary mobile suit is ready to do damage too it's a terrifying shift or for sure also kind of scary is that the way that the bond forms is in the middle of a fight to her um mobile suit battles is basically it's just play <laughs> kind of like an enders game sort of thing it's like an enders game sort of thing isn't it mm-hmm. no she, she mm-hmm. feels more compelling to me than the, the previous new types of four and and rosami especially so yeah just a just a small shift of making them actual children 
certainly helps us contextualize so much. But even then, as a child, like it feels like more thought was put into contextualizing whatever weird shit they're saying. Like, okay, she sees this as play, probably because that's kind of her training. That's right. Yeah, so I, I, I found her character a lot more, um, yeah, a lot more effective. And certainly less less creepy. Also, I love this. I thought it was a funny, um, I guess like two funny moments that she had was when she breaks Judo out of out of, out of of jail and he ends up putting her in, in cuffs. And she's like, I was going to take her to Reyna, but I forget that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm man now. <laughs> That's like a, a funny thing, and also like ah, if only you could communicate, which is a really cool like source of tension whenever they do it. Like we talked about it in the novelization with uh, Char and Amaro, reali- like trying to get through to each other, and it's at the appropriate level of lightness because she she eventually you know spoilers she <laughs> you know she joins eventually. Um, the other scene that was funny just. And that is funny to see was when Amuro tries to make make his way over to her cockpit. Like she comes to her sense for a second, he goes over to the cockpit, and then she's like holding a gun at him. <laughs> it's so funny when children have guns. In this case, yes, it was it was definitely funny. I I, lo- I love that jail breakout scene though. I like yeah. There's so much more like and okay, just another general thing about I think like that's like the like. The, the line I'm gonna keep going back to is that, with with some exceptions, of course, but like in the previous uh, Gundams, a lot of time they they're just like telling you, you know, that something happens. Like Char happens to be faster, so he gets the upper hand. But you know, because you get to have them get off their mobile suits and like switch switch who's piloting what. Like there's more of a sense of even the action scenes feel like there's a, a a drama you can follow or like uh an a to a to b that you can follow i was thinking like with judo like i just want to like list out some examples like judo's uh like gun doesn't work because i think they forgot to like, bring an energy pack or something so then he thinks yeah. about uh luring uh mashing ray through an asteroid belt across all the dummies that they explain how the dummies worked and then they end up like you know like taking the bait and like hitting actual asteroids it's like okay so you see a plan uh form you see a problem uh reaction to the problem form and the plan like get executed it works and then it stops working that's like that's like uh like you're watching and like you get it um the other one is like when judo like breaks into axis like it's cool to see like all the logic of like like carrying a dummy there being too many dummies around like the, the, the stuff with the dummies is actually pretty cool overall now i'm thinking about it um like where in axis he puts the mobile suit like how he hides it there's another example i guess in that other accident when the argama goes to rescue judo i think like emma uh what's her name emma the blonde uh, ellie uh, R- rue Bro? No, no, no. The uh, oh, the, the the one the one from the the colony with him. Yeah. Wait, by the way, she gets a great introduction too. Like Lena, like Le- <laughs> he's like playing hooky, like grab some mobile suit or something. Like Lena finds him, like what are you doing? And then he's like, oh, Emmy, like Emma, how could you like? What happened? Like you're supposed to like watch her and like I don't know. She escaped and she's flipping a coin. It's like okay, so she's like let herself be bribed by by Reyna. I like the relationship they have. Ellie, yeah, was her name. Ellie. Oh yeah, she, she, she was a. Uh, 
turned out to be a good pilot too. Yeah, a good character in, in her her own right that isn't behind the male characters. But they still stick to the to the pattern that I'm glad they haven't broken it. That the first time anyone gets in a mobile suit, they're not good at it. Like when she first gets in one, like you see them like flailing inside of the ship. Like there's a yeah. there's a slapstick thing. Of of course, of course, you wouldn't be good at it the first time you're in one. Like, I, I would, I would also struggle to close the cockpit. Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of like, man, that those hatches. Apparently, that's the trickiest part. <laughs> People end up uh, on an open mobile suit a lot in this one. I'll. That's like, I'll, I'll take that. That feels like, um, in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, like you have to have his mask break more because that way you get to see the the actor's face act oh yeah yeah but the scene where so ellie goes in uh to rescue judo and rue stays behind and like keeps up like fights off the you know the defensive like force like coming in after they you know when they're invading axis and there's this really cool sequence you know where i don't remember the exact uh events but like one you know a mobile suit comes at her she like reposts another one comes from behind and she like cuts off its head she shoots at this other one and she like then like when she thinks she catches the brakes another one comes in and shoots missiles at her and you see all these things happen and her react and you see her like oh like that took some good piloting to and like awareness to do all of that is that is that new type of billy coming through <laughs> Yeah, like she's got to be new type, right? She's got the hair. Here's my theory. Every, every um, character of that generation mm. in, in space may have some kind of inherent capabilities. Yeah, they're, they're all space noids, too. That probably makes sense. Like there, it just really makes sense. There's more of a... It seems to be that there's more and more new types. The, the some, some kind of turn is happening in Gundam world. Shinta and... and uh, Cume, they're they're gonna be the ultimate new types. Oh yeah, they were born in it. They were raised by, by they're molded by it. They're they're raised by Bright Noah too, like <laughs> the ultimate shepherd of young people with new type abilities in dangerous situations. I I, I love their interactions with the prisoners of wars every, every time. Um, <laughs> Why do they keep putting them in charge? Oh no! I always, it's dangerous choice every time, isn't it? It's, it's a fun. It's a fun choice of conflict, though. Whenever it does happen, yeah. And I, I like them. Yeah, they're they have their limits, but they're proactive. Come better than the first pilot uh, characters from seventy nine too. Yeah, you get to see them do more. I guess like they had that in seventy nine. They had a thing where they saw the bombs and they they helped save uh, Jericho. What was that base? Uh, Jaburo. Jaburo, yes. Yeah, to what end? It only it, it only ended up getting nuked anyways. But it was it was unforeseeable. There there is yeah. the and there is the Antarctica, Antarctica Treaty. Treaty. Yeah, but these ones you get to see more from their perspective. They're not just like uh, they're not just there for the development of the girl next door character to to be like oh actually. Raising young ones is where is my role in all of this. They're they're largely raising themselves. 
Yeah, now there is no one to raise. That's an interesting... An interesting thing. Fa's gone. She did the selfish thing. She's with... Uh... <laughs> with Camille. I would have made yeah. that choice, too. She made, she made the right choice. Yeah. Not everyone can be good at piloting mobile suits, I suppose. Oh, and she, she didn't mix well with the new cast. That's true. They were a little a little mean to her. They kept calling her, like, oh, this old lady. And, well, she's, she's not much older, either. She's not. <laughs> like, war will take a toll. That's That's for sure. But what what does that make bright age wise to them? <laughs> what do you do? You have any feeling about uh, his flirtationship with Emery? It, it wasn't fair to to Mirai. Mirai and I, I have more experiences with Mirai, so I that was a dirty move on his part for sure. Yeah, uh, they didn't have him cross the line at any point, but sometimes it was. It's close. It was. It was borderline. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure after their uh, base walk together, there there might have been. <laughs> right, but then we don't see much of Emery. Did I miss? Uh... Oh, we don't see too too much of her. And like I get like things happen, you know, like the trauma bonding, you, know, you these high adrenaline experiences after a long time being alone. It's I get it, it can get tricky. It's, it's, it sucks so much for Hathaway and Mariah and daughter who I'm speaking or blanking the name of. Right, like I can remember Hathaway because that there's a show called Hathaway, so I'm I'm like more I I put a pin on that name more. It was an interesting moment where, and I don't remember exactly like what triggered it, but he's like when he starts like thinking about his family, and he's like thinking about his children. He's like, "Am I a bad father?" He, ah, huh? he's not there, is he? That's true. Like he has reason. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, I forget exactly what triggered the thought, but at the very least, yeah, being away. For so long, and I guess like, he's thinking about how he deals with young people, because he's in this like tricky situation where he has to deal with these like new young people. Yeah, next time I'll try to do some more research on Tomino. I wonder if like Tomino, at this point, like he has kids, right? Tomino's married. He was, yeah. I think he's he's had some tough uh, marriages. I believe. Oh, multiple. That kind of just that quiet moment of like taking time, like, am I a bad father? It just felt like so that felt real. I felt like it came from a real place. I I agree. When when Bright does something no, I mean complicated character and I, I, I like him more for it. Like yes, he, he may very well be a bad father, but I I, lo- I love the way he's presented. Yeah. Even even with the possible uh, disloyalties. Yeah, it seemed to me that it was like... Um, like, there was... I guess a uh, there was some chemistry. And that was more like just like a... Something he dealt with. Like, I don't think they ever... Tr- like, they... Maybe they would have if you would... Like, it's, maybe he could have been more careful, but it seemed like... I, Alex, I want to I want to interpret it as him not really crossing the line. This just being like 
something that he's dealing with. Right. If any human in space, year, years away from family, would have to deal with. No, I, I, I like your take better that nothing happened. I wonder, like, I'm sure, like, if, if right after their spacewalk, um, they got captured by Xeon and put in a cell together, who's to say what happens then? But... Well, they're captured by Xeon, too, so... Yeah, that, that actually, that might put a blanket on things. So... I think I think the I think the marriage is safe. I think so. I, <laughs> I think you're right. Also, I'm not I sure. Hope, I want to hope you're right. Yeah, I I want to I want to believe in right. So far, the worst thing he's done is shoot a huge laser at uh at a at a strategic target that's non-military. He showed a lot of hesitation, though. Yeah, so in, good, in, good on him. Yeah, in, in the end, he did pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, he's complicated, and I, I I like the character more for it. Yeah, I didn't expect Bright to be such a constant. Like, it's so interesting that each of these series is a different protagonist, but Bright is still there guiding them. It, that's an interesting choice too. I mean, in retrospect, it could have been Am- Amuro guiding these new characters right yeah a a different incarnation might have had that where he like sticks around like this is how you pilot the mobile suit oh you're having visions you're hearing things that don't make sense i'll tell you all about that like it's just bright who seems right like he's like we don't really get confirmation that he's no type i don't think he just understands that they are away and he just has and he just sort of has to thread the needle of giving them space and giving them structure which is that's where like that's where a lot of the interesting stuff happens and like this theme, I think the theme was more explicit or more prominent in the Gundam no- novelization. Um, I you know in Zeta as well, like the question of can humans like bridge the gap of unknowing between each other and come to understanding together. The the stubble Zeta has like an interesting evolution of that. Uh, that's like political and interpersonal. It's like. Can humans come together despite, you know, everyone being on their own personal, like, individual projects? Like, what does it mean to be to be selfish without sacrificing one's own freedom and, like, ideals? I am liking the, the nuances with this interpersonal direction that it's taking. Like, that, all that stuff between the... Like, that we touched on, all that stuff between the, the Shangri-La group where okay so <laughs> like like they find out that there's um there's a spine that it's probably mondo and vicha like they already kind of know uh but they don't like they kind of like want to deal with it amongst each other before they bring it up to it you know it's like uh, it's like you know, a little bit more positive lord of the flies like like these kids like found like a uh, I wish I was like I wish I was a, a a more precise word for for this, but like a political understanding between each other. But that's another thing that we like. I'll go back to Moon Moon. You know what? Moon Moon's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that part of the uh, conflict between the Sarasa and the Rasara clans at Moon Moon. There's a technology thing, and there's also the the missionary zeal that. They were trying to push at first of oh spread 
Yeah. Spread our message everywhere. Yeah, it's an interesting thing of... I don't even know where I'm going with it. I guess it's something of... Uh, I, I, I think I... Where are we going with it? I mean, it's, it's a nice little... Um, like a microcosm. Of, it's of what's what's going on with, with this larger base conflict in, in the context of, of new types and... Mm-hmm. Are they weapons? Are they spurs? Are are they next step that everyone is going to get to enjoy? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and watching one of the thoughts I had is that oh, this is like the type tension taken to its most extreme. Now it'd be interesting if Moon Moon had more more new type stuff going on. Like they just sort of like they just sort of touch on what if there was a people that want to be themselves, found a thing, something that works, and then. You know, there's a group of people that want to proliferate, and people that don't. I don't know if this makes is gonna make sense, but like the original like Xeon Rebellion, this idea that uh, out in space, like it's a different context where a different way of understanding the world makes sense, and they want their sort they want their independence from like the Galactic Federation. But then another group takes over, and their project becomes invading Earth and establishing the supremacy of like this new people right yeah it's like a, uh it's like a, a weirdly smaller scale like more spiritual version would be like these people that's like no you have to live by our laws and we're going to spread our our gospel throughout the world it's like instead of uh political formations uh um defining it it's a sort of spiritual theological or religious theological yeah i'm just going to point out that Rasara, I'm not gonna get there. One of them, one of them had a had a necklace that had a cross on it with with a crescent moon in the middle. Yeah, sure I do. I get it. <laughs> Sarasa. I mean, Sarasa moon. Sarasa. What 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 about the the what? Were, were you just making the observation, or was there a, a judge? Uh, yeah, I guess I didn't want to. I wanted to like walk up to it, but not like take the leap. But you know, uh, there's a famous there's a certain religions that use those symbols and have a a missionary uh ecclesiastical project to their this concept of oh spread the word to to save others yeah but i I don't have like much more like i don't want to no and and then the the sister rasara doesn't have any sort of old world arms like that yeah I guess she's spiritual, but she's not, she's like, she's not religious, but spiritual. She's a little less dogmatic. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lesson there. It worked out. It's cool. That it, yeah, it's not, it's only like, uh, they only threw those symbols in and just be like, oh, look like this thing. It's um, a choice. Mm-hmm. It, it fit magically to kind of show their differences. Uh, is there anything you wanted to hit uh, about like this first batch of Zeta Zeta Gundam? Before we, I think we're getting to... We're getting closer time. We, we went back to Moon Moon even. <laughs> See, I, I told you, it was, it, it, was, it was a good arc. It was good. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Mind you, some, some of your visual criticisms make, make, make sense, and some of the um, the, the character styling could have been done a bit better. Yeah. I, even, like, like, the main thing about the, the Moon Twins, that one is nice, one is mean... And well, you know, we talked about the dogmatic thing. Like, there's, there's just enough. There's enough there. Yeah, I'm hoping for a little more depth next time. Though, I mean, is what, what, what else could come next? 
this exist, what else can there be? What if there was a, a, a I mean, about how many colonies realistically can they have forgotten? Um, I guess as many as they want, but you lose one. Wow. Okay, I get it. You know, it's a <laughs> It'd be interesting. Like they could do anything. There could be a um, a Lagrange point that hasn't been discovered or like charted, where debris collects, like the like that like that giant island of plastic in the Pacific Ocean where the currents like bring everything to that spot. It could be a Lagrange point where like debris collects and junkers create a society there. Maybe they're all new types and they organize themselves on a different like there's a There's a lot of different models, organizations that could happen there. Like you brought up Jupiter. We haven't yeah. seen uh the the planets too much. And that that excites me for sure. Um, we want to close in comments. It's one last thing, Chara. Her design yeah. is very is very nineteen eighties, and I very yeah. <laughs> oh, all uh, were on her. Yeah, I guess I like her overall. I think I liked Machinery a little a little more. Um, but I like the voice actor. Like her voice actress is quite a, what is like a very unique voice. It's very cool. I like her like raspy kind of like Bonnie Tyler. Yeah, just looking looking at that character. That's what that character should sound like. Yeah, and again, like they have, it's like cool, like kind of upgrade, like from Machine Ray to her to, um, oh, I got his name right the first time. Was his name Char? Was Char Junior's name? Mar- <sighs> ah. <laughs> Glaco, Glaco, Blamo, Blamo, Blamo. We seem to be getting like a, a steady, like a progression of seriousness for these villains. We are. H- Haman remains to be top, though. Yeah, she's cool. She's a she's a presence. I don't like her helmet so much. I think like when I was I was a little nervous about jumping into Zeta Zeta when I was just seeing like the promotional material. I didn't like how they drew the eyes at first. I've adjusted to it, and then I would see. Haman in that costume, and I was afraid it's gonna like take a turn to Power Rangers. It hasn't done it yet. Yeah, just like has a has a. She's got a design. Like they're just taking a different direction. Vase hologram hologram is badass. Yeah, the two times did the hologram thing. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, I'm sure we can hit on more. Uh, maybe we'll have to save that for next time. I do have. I think we're hitting on my on my out. You're out time. Yeah, there's a blast. I'm I'm. I'm so glad we're doing this project. I never would have gotten as far as Zeta Zeta Gundam if we weren't doing this show. I I, I would not have made it so far myself either. So ideas, I, I like the conversations that it garners. Mm-hmm. The other concern there is that um, you know they, they could just stuck with the tropes throughout, and we, we just would not have anything else to talk about. So it's been enough new stuff, you know. Yeah, like that's yeah. Gundam keeps it fresh so far. So we'll see as we'll see as we go. Uh, <laughs> I, I for one, really enjoying Zeta, Zeta for doing its own thing. Yeah. So, so this is uh, so this is part one of Mobile Suit Zeta Zeta Book Club. Mobile Suit <laughs> Zeta Zeta Double Book Club. <laughs> Double Book Club. Yeah. Join us next time when we talk about the second half. We're going to talk about. Uh, everything after they land on Earth, episodes twenty-five ish to end. Oh yeah, and then we got some exterminator to hit up. 
Yeah. Oh man, that's been that's been a fun thing. I'm like halfway through it, and it's it's really cool. It's like like listening to a noise album, but you know you're reading it. It's cool. As I'm William Burroughs, great good writer. It turns out. I'm excited, right. I'm excited to take that apart. Anyhow, mm-hmm. thank you all for listening. Corbin's signing off now. Yeah, this is Roberto. Uh, have a pleasant evening. See y'all.